Desiring Brethren, where we are now movie critics, Ooh. first and foremost. <laughs> it's a new day, <laughs> the Desiring Brethren. And today we are going to be talking about... A movie uh, Dave absolutely loved. A movie I hated, and <laughs> a movie that has been very divisive amongst Christians. Yes, holy cow. It is sort of a story from the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> See, like, we're making it sound like we're going to unveil the title eventually, but, like, they saw the title of the podcast, so they know what this is. It's Noah. It's, it's Noah. And we're without Jackson today. Yeah. Sorry, we forgot, because we've been trying to forget mm. what happened. The incident. It was rough. <laughs> Blindsided, really. Blindsided. <laughs> Jackson uh, woke up and went off with the flower people, and he said, my pacifism has no home in this world. Mm. So, last I heard, he was with the, the wild horses around Caroline, Alberta, that, that roam the hills. He's learning from sea turtles. Mm. Mm. Noah would have been proud of him. Yes, Noah would have loved that. <laughs> oh, good connection. <laughs> the first environmentalist. The first environmentalist, Noah. <laughs> so Tanner and I both saw it in theaters when it came out. Yeah, I don't know if we were together, but we did. And neither of us saw it again until just prior to this recording. Yes, we just watched it. We started, what, like four hours ago? <laughs> it felt like it. <laughs> it's a long movie. No, I remember going to theaters, being really psyched for the movie coming out, but knowing that it was by a secular director, Darren Aronofsky, and knowing it was not going to be like the Noah story, (laughs) and seeing a lot of older people in the theater that you could just tell from the look of them did not go to the theaters a lot. Like, wanting to, like, whisper to them before the movie, like, you're not going to like this. It's not what you expect. Because they were like, oh, finally Hollywood's making a Bible movie. It's like, no. And, yeah, so I saw the division among Christians happen before my eyes. A lot of people saw this movie. Yeah. A lot of people hated it. Yes, as they should. As they should. It wasn't a flop. Uh, it made like triple its budget. Yep. It was a huge budget movie, and and it did fine critically. Like, it, yeah, it's not love, people but it's like, mixed. but it's like you know, pretty. A lot of people like Aronofsky. Have you seen any of his other films, Dave? Like, uh, I don't, th- I don't think I have. Is Requiem for a Dream? Nope. The Fountain. Oh, I did see the Fountain. I, hate, I hated <laughs> see, that. Movie. This is the reaction. See, and I think this is even more than like. The twisting of the Bible story, whatever else Dave and I are going to argue with. I think we have different opinions of Aronofsky. We do, for Because sure. I really like The Fountain, but I completely understand why people didn't like it. Oh, my like goodness. Like, it's artsy film. You're either going to love it or you hate it. Oh. I loved it. It makes me cry every time. Made me cry, too. <laughs> <laughs> In a different way. Uh, the Wrestler. No. Nope. see that? Uh, Black Swan. No. Nope. And then Noah, and I think he's got a newer film. But yeah. I oh, man, I... What do you want to talk about, Dave? Let's do this. <laughs> Let's just quickly talk about 
one like a lot of people get all up in arms about it didn't faithfully tell the story. And let's talk just a little bit about that. Yeah. Some things were changed. Possibly a lot of things were changed. <laughs> I think less was changed than most people think. I don't think so, but there <laughs> definitely was a lot changed. Yeah, let's talk about, okay, so what did they change? They, the rock giants are a thing that a lot of people are like, what? Okay, we'll talk about that in the mystical yeah. <laughs> rock monsters. Methuselah. Yeah. Wait, why are you saying Methuselah? What's Be- wrong with that? Because I don't. The Bible he, just doesn't he's, say anything. He's like about an all powerful sorcerer. <laughs> he's like a bit of a wizard. <laughs> and we'll get into all these things. When Noah wanted to murder everyone and. <laughs> don't get into this yet. Uh, Christians didn't like that God was referred to as the creator mm-hmm. instead of God as his name. And very not involved in the story. It's told from man's point of view, mm-hmm. which is interesting because in Genesis, Noah doesn't speak once. Mm-hmm. He has no lines of dialogue. It's completely God tells him something and then it says Noah went and did what God commanded. Mm-hmm. So it's very God-centric where this mm-hmm. film is very reversed. The creator does things, is involved, but there's lots of silences and wondering what his will is. Yeah. And we'll just get to this now. <laughs> okay. I, uh, what I fully expected from a Hollywood movie about the flood was to be, look at how monstrous this god is or something yes. like that. Right. And it's not. No. The movie does never portray god as like monstrous it presents the choice of survival as Noah's choice and not God's. It's like when they're in the, when they're in the ark, they can save more people. And Noah's like, no, 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 I don't want to. Right. And it's up in the air. And, and he's the one who also gets to decide whether they're going to kill everyone, <laughs> kill the babies, All right. stab oh. those babies or not. It's very, but, it's almost like, it's Noah's choice whether mankind. Yeah, but like that's the interplay on. of God's will and man's choice. I mm. actually think it is playing with that, where like what Noah does in the end by not saving the people that are drowning mm. and by not killing the children or whatever, he's doing everything that God wants, but through his own mm. decision making. But it, so there's an interplay. It's not just like God's not involved. Uh, the main antagonist is Tubal Cain, which is mm-hmm. a character in the Bible, which is from like the fourth generation, not the eleventh, like mm-hmm. Noah. So there's a little inaccuracy, but and he makes it on the ark, and then there's a big fight. Yeah, and... but like he is the descendant of Cain, mm-hmm. and he's known as like the first one to create tools of iron and bronze. Which there could be an argument that you're supposed to see that as ominous. Mm-hmm. That like Cain is the one that makes weapons, or the descendant. Mm-hmm. So it's like makes sense that he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. There's another change that is uh, Ham and Japheth don't have wives already, and that becomes yes. a big part of the story. Yes. Whereas in the biblical account, they have wives. Things like Noah getting drunk and them not eating animals, and like the bad guys eating animals and meat. I heard Christians complain about that, but that is just. Christians haven't read the Bible. <laughs> Those ones are not changes. Can I be yeah. clear? I really got mad at people who were like, oh, he's a vegetarian. And I was like, no, like, they don't eat meat till yeah. Genesis 9 when yeah. God says you can eat meat now. That's actually very accurate. It would be horrific 
for Cain's descendants, man, to mm-hmm. eat meat. That makes sense. Yeah. And same thing with the uh, Noah getting drunk. Mm-hmm. What else have uh, big changes or things? Uh, God never speaks, which some people had a problem with, that God is silent. He only gives visions. In fairness, the director said when people asked him about that, that he didn't want to make God have a human voice. Like, he didn't want to do, like, the Morgan Freeman, Evan Almighty, Bruce Almighty type thing. Almost, like, out of a reverence, mm-hmm. which I appreciated. Yeah, it makes, like, that makes sense. Okay. I, uh, With all these changes, I totally get people's frustration because it is, is a it is a sizable part of why I dislike the movie. Really? I, oh, tell me more. Okay. After Peter Jackson made the Lord of the Rings movies, which I loved. Yeah. And they they had changes, of course. They mm-hmm. had to. So then they said that he's making the Hobbit movies. And I said to people, these will be my favorite movies. There is really? no way that they cannot be my favorite movies. They oh. just will be. I love the Hobbit. Yeah. And Peter Jackson, if he makes the Hobbit movies like he made Lord of the Rings, right. they're going to be my favorite. Yeah. I, the thought never conceived in my mind <laughs> that he would do what he did. And so <laughs> Dave's hands are turning into fists. <laughs> and so I go out and I see these movies and they're so far off. It, right. It's it's not what Lord of the Rings was where you you know, you cut Tom Bombadil and you cut Fatty Bulger yeah. and you give this person's role to this person. Yeah. And then you sort of call it Totally. You know, totally. They were everything is different. <sighs> Whenever you're taking a beloved property Harry Potter, yeah. Halo, I don't know, whatever, you, whatever you're sure, into, sure. the Bible. Yeah. People expect it to be on point, like telling the story. You yes. don't, don't want to, if they had made the Harry Potter movies where there was no Hogwarts and Harry didn't have a scar and Voldemort was something else. And like, even if it was really well done, yeah, yeah, yeah. even if it was fantastically well done, people would be like, but that's... That's not the story. Yeah, but... And Noah does it's change not, a lot. It's not that much. Come it on. It changes a lot. I mean, the flood still happens. That's the big <laughs> That's thing. That's the thing. That there's a guy named Noah and there's a flood. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Which is what, what I hear... Okay, I hear you on that. But what I also hear is that the reason The Hobbit bothers you is because when you have too little source material for what you want to do, you have to start adding things... And that really is bothersome because it's much easier to have too much source material and cut like the Lord of the Rings. If you were to make a movie about Noah, you have four chapters. You don't have Noah speak. You don't know why he gets drunk randomly after. Mm-hmm. You don't. You have almost no conflict. He builds the ark and then they. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like there's no antagonist there. Yeah. So like. Maybe that just what means do you, you don't make a flood movie. Oh, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Really? Like, or I, I think it's crazy to be like, oh, you just can't make a Noah movie because there's not enough source material. But you just... What? It's like one of the most central stories. Well, of then the make it like Bible. an hour and a half or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not Actually, five hours. <laughs> I was reading an article and the studio was so worried this movie would bomb that they cut it to 86 minutes. And they cut out all the like Tubal Cain getting on the ark and the oh, family drama. That would have been so they good. cut it so it was like it started with religious imagery 
and it ended with a Christian rock song playing. <laughs> and it has like all the controversial stuff taken out. And they tested it with a bunch of audiences, and it didn't score as well as the one that they made in the end. But like they actually thought about like, mm-hmm. let's be really true to the source material and make it really short. And everybody was like, this is a boring movie. Yeah. Which like yeah, to be fair, it, it might be boring. I mean, it still was boring, except for when Methuselah showed up. <laughs> okay, last thing on that. I, what do you think about the idea of the movie as midrash? Because that—that's what he has said about the movie: is that I'm not trying to recreate the Bible's account. What I'm trying to do is a midrash, which is a Jewish form of writing where you take so, like, there's the Book of Enoch. That's just like Enoch gets one verse in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And there are people who write and they expand the world of that person. And they make up things about their lives and what they would have done. And it's like a way of honoring the original text by like ballooning it and making it into its own world. So this is like a very Jewish thing. And he is a secular Jew. So I just never saw the movie as a Christian movie. I just saw it as a jewish midrash movie which if you don't expect it to be the bible i think it makes it easier i just make a move if you're if you read a story and it inspires you and it puts this new story in your mind and you're like man i'm gonna i'm gonna take i'm gonna draw a lot from that yeah and i'm gonna make a just make a different story that people could be like hey that's a lot like Noah, you know, like when people watch yeah. Pocahontas and then they watch Avatar or <laughs> Fern Gully, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, make a movie that people like make something else. That's like, this is my own myth. That's totally inspired by this. Yeah. I, like, it, but his name is Joe instead of Noah <laughs> Joe. And, and something different. And, you know, like just it, when you're, tr- when you, but that's not what Jewish Midrash does. And Jewish uh, Midrash has been around for centuries. Just it's just not a Christian. Do thing. it, but just don't don't expect anything other than the people who love the source material to be like, "What did you do to my beloved story?" Oh. Like I say to Peter Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Let's go on from adaptation to. Uh, I don't have a problem with it okay. being adapted. Dave does. Okay, okay next let's list. let's talk about some of those weird things. Ooh, and, and I want to say that the I, mystical hour. I yes. like some of these weird. Okay, let's start with Methuselah because I love Methuselah. Yes, but what? the heck (laughs) so methuselah in the bible is the oldest man to be recorded 969 what does he do in this movie he is an all-powerful sorcerer all powerful he's not sure he can i know and that's okay first he shows up and he has a flame sword that devours an entire army yes he sticks in the ground or something and it i don't know what okay he he, i mean okay he defends all the rocks let's establish that he should have done that the second time. He didn't have the same amount of power. Why not? It's he, he, he says them it. not using he him. Okay, it. this is like how Obi Wan spends his entire good years of his life sitting in a desert. <laughs> right. It's like why why aren't you on missions? Why don't you go assassinate Darth You're Vader? Same, are you the same guy who says they should have used the Eagles to get the Mordor? <laughs> no, because that's a Art. bad strategy. Oh. <laughs> The Eagles is not a good. It wouldn't have worked. Okay, Anyways. so Methuselah he does that, and then later he gives tea which is like drugged <laughs> to noah and then noah has more visions what else does he do he touches her womb yeah. uh shem's wife and then she's not barren yeah, anymore but she- that's right at the end and he's not sure he can do it mm-hmm. he's not sure he has the power do you think that as you get closer to adam 
it makes sense that people would have more like crazy power because that's kind of what it implies, right? Is that Methus is so old and he still has some of that like ancient when we were spirit being awesome men. I mean, in him. I mean, Noah has like Jason Bourne inside him. <laughs> the way he just kills everyone. Okay, that is one of the things that bothers me the most. Is like they don't even address it. It's just like okay, Noah, who's supposed to be the peaceful non cane line knows how to kill all the cane people and is way better at fighting like yeah okay that doesn't make any sense okay what else is weird rock monsters rock monsters rock monsters (laughs) the rock monsters are weird because they're a play on the nephilim which Which are mentioned a couple which in uh, genesis 6 4 in scripture they're like the fallen angels and they are evil like these are like well, the Nephilim are children of the fallen angels and human women. Is so right. is like and they're the, like Nephilim means giant in yeah. Hebrew. So like, and they big. they are definitely bad. They are yeah children of demons essentially. The rock monsters in this movie are very interesting because they do what Adam and Eve do. They disobey God, and it doesn't really portray them as when when humans disobey God. They get a sin nature. Everything's flipped on its head. Everything is... These rock monsters seem like they're still totally good. Really? Their their punishment was just they got covered in rock. Well... But they seem like they're... They're the they're good. being hunted. They're being One, punished. A couple but they're, of them are bitter and don't want to help man anymore. Yeah, they're kind of like jaded. They, like they really sense. come across as nothing bad happened to their spirit. They just are being punished. Right. They, they disobeyed. And but like, and it's weird to me. that Yeah, but what the heck are you supposed to do with the devil? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was reading again this interview with the director, and he was saying, like, it seems like the Bible's saying that they, like, raped human women. Yeah. That's and, weird. like, he said, I didn't want to portray that. Like, so I changed it so that they, like, tried to help humanity and stuff. I mean, it's just weird for Christians to be like... You should have portrayed them as raping women, because yeah. that would be more accurate. Yeah. Like, no. I think we should be sort of okay that he, like... <laughs> I don't know. They're, they change some things. What else is weird? That's all, right? That's... Yeah, I mean, this there's, whole movie's there's, like a fever dream, Yeah, so. there's... Yeah, there's lots of weird dream sequences. Which is awesome. It's visually cool. <laughs> I don't know. They are cool. <laughs> all right, let's... I want to get into why this movie sucks. Yeah, I get into why this movie rules... <laughs> This movie contradicts itself constantly and does a. Wait, 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 wait. Visually, do you like it? Mostly. Okay. The Actors? Visually, I want to say, I don't off the top of my head know what movies of that time looked like. It's only three years ago. Yeah. The Rock Monsters really didn't look good to me. No, you're right about that. The Everything CG, else. Some looked, of the CGI, some of the animal stuff looked a little real fake. The yeah. Rock Monsters didn't look great. Russell Crowe is one of my top five favorite actors. So you like the acting? Yeah, it's fine. And his singing voice? <laughs> As Javert, who sings a child to sleep? Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> when I look at the stars. No, that's Lady Miserable. <laughs> so, what is the big issue? The big issue with is how you don't like it. Their own, the movie's own story, its own world, okay? You're not talking about the Bible. In this no, movie. no, just the own movie. Okay. Noah, his descent to madness and wanting to murder babies and being like 
Okay, so for those up. who haven't seen it, Noah at first thinks that God is telling his family to go on the ark, protect the animals, so that the family can be the next thing. But then he visits the city of man. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but he goes and he sees them like. I think apart. he he went to scout out wives. I oh think. yeah, he went to get wives for like his two he's, youngest he's sort of like sons checking who don't. Out. Yeah. And then he like sees like them like raping women and pulling animals apart, and it just being like awfulness. Like yeah. this is man. You yeah. know, they keep saying that this is wickedness. But then he sees in a man in a corner. He sees his own face. Then he realizes. The evil isn't inside the line of Cain. The evil is inside mankind. And so he reassesses what he thought about mm-hmm. God saving and using his line to start humanity again. And he decides, no, we're all evil. My own family is evil. So then he says, ah, I see. We're supposed to get all the animals on the ark, but then we're all going to die. And God's going to reboot just animals mm-hmm. no more man because we're the stain on the earth and then his daughter-in-law emma mm-hmm. watson yes. has gets pregnant and he says like if these are girls implying that if they can become mothers one day i have to kill them because we're not supposed to start again so that's why he gets into this murderous state where mm-hmm. he kind of descends into realizing it's my job to enact God's judgment on everybody. So it it was interesting because when as I'm sitting there watching this movie for the second time, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, God doesn't speak to Noah. He is very distant. He get, Noah gets these weird dreams. Which he's very certain about. Which he is very certain about. And then he goes to see Methuselah, who t- says a very interesting line. He says, you have to believe that God speaks to you in ways that you understand. Mm, yes. And yes. that coupled with the fact that these weird dreams, he instantly knows God's going to destroy things with the flood and yep. I need to build an ark. It, it presents to me the idea of he should be fairly in tune with what God's desires are. The, hmm. the movie that he says, that's a good question. When he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, like God speaks to you in ways that you can understand. And I just, <laughs> when he's on the ark and he's like, okay. We're clearly not supposed to be starting again, even though we were before. Yeah. Well, but you, <laughs> you see the progression where he does I see realize where, I see where they that the evil inside him. But then it just becomes like, what is happening here? Like, why <laughs> are Noah saved at all? And this is like not in the same vein. But when his wife says to Noah that he's like, "How did you do this?" When he realizes his stepdaughters pregnant because she was barren right and she's like i went to grandfather and he says and you undermined the creator i'm like that sentence is stupid what? because the creator is the one who is giving the gift right unless you're saying that methuselah is the one who's actually like i'm bestowing this life it's pretty clear, I think, no, that no, no. life and death is God's no. domain, and barren and not barren is God's blessing yes. and curse. And how but can Noah's s- convinced from his vision that God is enacting his will through Noah? Ugh. Like, he's fairly certain that that is what it's supposed to be, that I'm chosen, and therefore, no matter what Methuselah does, no matter what anyone else does... It's up to me in the end. So if Methuselah makes her able to have children and she eventually has children, that just makes my job harder because God definitely chose me to kill everyone. Which 
I'm defending it, but at the same time, I did think that during the movie, like, why doesn't that make you rethink, like, mm-hmm. why would God give Methuselah the power to make her have children yeah. if God didn't? It makes no sense. Okay, no, so you're no one, bothered by no one goes, change. Noah goes from, I, maybe I'm projecting that he would always assume that he's not perfect and his yeah. sons aren't perfect. He goes from knowing that there's badness in people and saying, this is why God is destroying us. But he's chosen us yeah. to cleanse and renew and start again, to go into, I am becoming the wickedness that he is purging off the earth. Yeah. Okay, how about this? I will concede that it for sure is problematic. Like the whole Noah's madman, the whole wanting to kill the two girls and not clicking in your head that the two girls would be like, God really trying to tell you, mm. I want you to repopulate the earth. It's all kind of crazy. What I will say, though, I love both Noah and his wife, which are shown as kind of opposites. His wife thinks that his children are good, and Noah thinks the sons are bad. But, like, both of them are kind of right and kind of wrong. Mm-hmm. I really like that. I think like, they're actually very biblical on that point, mm-hmm. that Noah understands how depraved man is Mm -hmm. he understands it completely and his wife doesn't like she at first i thought like oh shoot is the movie trying to say that his wife's just right on this i don't think so i think the movie like his wife is naive at the same time his wife is right about mercy right so it's like this weird interplay and i love that they're both extremes and that the problem with when we talk about mercy as a culture is that we talk about mercy like you should give mercy but you kind of think the people deserve it Mm -hmm. like you should have mercy on that person because like they actually have a heart of gold that's why and like that's not the bible's idea of mercy do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think the movie did a good job of man's sin and and going even going back to what we started with on sort of present the movie presented god's judgment as just and good yeah, which is yes, which is like whoa, you know, like man deserves this. Yeah, interesting thing. What did you think about this movie's clearly about global warming? <laughs> At first, I thought people were not fair when they mocked it as like an environmentalist movie about how we need to save the earth, but like it is. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about the fact that because of man's industry, the ice caps are melting and all of our coastlines are, the water's rising and we're going to have a flood mm-hmm. as in the days of Noah. And like he studied as a field biologist. He is an environmentalist as a director. Like it's there. Does that mm-hmm. bother you? It, uh, it's got an agenda, man. It was funny because when I watched it the first time, it was like a slap in the face. Yeah. Like, it was like, whoa, you're really... Yeah. You are really saying this, right? It's not one of those subtle things. No, it's and, not. And I didn't pick up on it as much this... I was paying attention to other things this time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I don't hate it. I'm, I'm never again... Uh, people sometimes have problems with heavy-handed messages like District 9 or things yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily just because yeah. Yeah. hate the thing. But... Uh, I, I laughed because as I was a little bit like, is God destroying man because he's sinful or because man is less important than flowers? Yes. I only liked it because it connects Tubalcain and sin to consumption, greed, and believing that everything that exists is only for me and my benefit. 
mm-hmm. that I cannot create other things to flourish alongside me. And so like, that's really fair. Like that's a very biblical concept. I think it does apply to our materialism today and how fast we're using resources on the earth. Okay. Um, question. Yeah. Do you think Hollywood should bother making Bible movies? This is like the meta question I have is just, I don't think we can please Christians. No, I don't think that they should bother. There's some that I would love to see, but I just think it's not going to be done. But isn't that a bummer? Like we create stories of the things that matter. And like right now, movies are our ways of telling stories, but it always goes bad. Yeah. It's either like really boring like gods of Egypt, and we all thought it was lame. It's a bunch of white actors. I didn't. I didn't even see that movie. Oh, it was bad. Or like Christians rail against it because it's not accurate enough. Mm-hmm. Or like you thread the needle and you make Passion of the Christ, and you become the highest grossing <laughs> R-rated movie of all time by a long shot. So like you either like really incredibly win, but ninety-nine times out of a hundred you lose horrifically. <laughs> I found out just like a month ago that there's a, there's a segment of Christianity that really feels the same way about passion, the Christ as people do about yes. Noah. Oh yeah. And I was with, and, they, and it's the same things, you know, like the scenes with Satan and, and this added stuff. And I was like, Oh, I, I don't know. Yes. I didn't know is. that existed. But, totally. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because those old Testament stories are so R rated. Oh yeah. <laughs> you could make a 100% faithfully adapted Samson movie. And Christians be like, nobody should see this. Nobody should watch it. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Um, somebody made a TV series on David. It, it didn't last long. They made a couple episodes and then it got trashed because mm-hmm. Christians wouldn't watch it. And they announced that, like, well, if you go online, you could see, like, the non-rated version where they, like, kept in a bunch of the biblical <laughs> stuff. And, like, Christians were like, this is, like, porn. Like, <laughs> this is awful. Like, it's like Game of Thrones with nudity and violence. But, like, it's kind of what the Bible is like sometimes. <laughs> but, like, what do we do as Christians? Do we encourage artists and directors like Aronofsky to keep doing this stuff? It just doesn't... It just feels like this is another way for us to insulate ourselves from mainstream mm-hmm. culture. Is like, don't do any Bible movies. We're not going to go watch them. We're just going to hate you for them. Mm-hmm. But then if you make any other kind of movies, we're going to rail against you and how pornographic and violent they are. Mm-hmm. Like, how does anyone win in this system? Like, we're talking about telling stories. This is important. I mean, I'm sort of in a place where I can't really win because... Did you ever watch the movie The Nativity? It's the no, uh, I didn't. Os- I, I think yeah, it's I, Oscar Isaac, I believe. Oh, really? Okay. And uh, I, Yeah, I know about it. Though. I watched it. This is a long time ago. I think it was like a decent movie, like quality wise okay. and stuff. But you know, it just doesn't. I want that Hollywood flair. Yes. Like I want a little bit of the Aronofsky. Give Noah us has Jason Bourne like, news. Like, because when you just do a a story like that, it like if you're making a movie, make it make it have a little bit yeah. of Hollywood pizzazz. Yeah. And, but then I complain when they do that. So. Just we, uh, I don't get it. Like we complain so much that like our stories aren't being told. The culture doesn't understand Christianity. We're marginalized. Hollywood's so left wing. It's indoctrinating our children to other stories and all that stuff. But like, we're not helping at all. <laughs> you know, like I just don't know what you do with that. Yeah. Let's just finish with. Let's say Hollywood could do it right. 
let's just say that it's high budget. It's got the Hollywood production, but it's pleasing to Christians. Yes. What would you want to see next? What should come down the pipe? So this is question courtesy of Katie, who it's a brilliant question. Dave sprang on me right before we recorded. One of my answers is Saul and David. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best stories in the Old Testament. It's mm-hmm. written so well. Mm-hmm. And they're complex characters, and they, they have reversals in the way they think. And that or... I do want to say the Samson story, mm-hmm. just because Samson is also the story of Israel in one person, right? Like his like immense power and yet inability to use it for the good. It has things Hollywood would like mm-hmm. and would fit well, but also would be like, this is the story of the Old Testament shown in one person. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. So what, what would you choose? I, those are the same ones. Like or I, Revelation. <laughs> done like requiem for a dream okay. lots of drug trips. no I, I wasn't thinking that okay, okay. i was thinking i would want a saul story which i guess you'd just have to saul f- i'm so into tv now if you did a saul tv show that was you could call it better call no King saul <laughs> no. I'll call it that. okay <laughs> he's an interesting dude because they like pick him because he's a man he's tall he's strong yeah, yeah. he looks like he's a king, like, you know? and, and then he's got that like g shucks farm boy yeah. attitude and then like the call to action comes and he like kicks butt on his first mission yep. and he's like a guy who sort of he's aiming for the target and misses rather than aiming for something else yes right That's like, a good he, way of saying like he's trying he's sort of obviously he's not trying well enough or something <laughs> but he's trying to follow god yeah but he wants to throw in his own agenda yes. rather than like, get out of here, God. Totally. Any other ones? When you start thinking about it, you realize that half the Bible you can't do because it's like letters or yep. poetry or prophecy. prophecy. And then there's Jesus, which has been done 100 million times. Yep. And so then you turn and the rest of your stories are dark and sad. Oh, they're super You're like, dark. Oh, can I tell Jephthah? No. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, can I tell Gideon? Oh, I'm doing a class on judges right now. It's brutal. I, the Ruth story is great. Yeah. I should yeah, really enjoy it. It's like not that. my cup of tea, but. Oh, okay. Yeah. I really like Ruth. Early Abraham life. Ooh. When he's like taking down those seven kings. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. You know, <laughs> saving, saving his lot or whatever. Uh. Abram. <laughs> yeah. Just call it Abram. Like, some Christians would be like, his name's Abraham. It's inaccurate. Go read your Bible, you idiot. So that would happen. Hopefully one of those gets made. Um, we're going to do a listener mail. Listener mail! Dave, you want to sing while Jackson's gone? No, no, that's reserved for Jack. We have a listener mail that was actually sent a couple weeks ago from Alexandria. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to say your last name because I haven't gotten permission. So Alexandria M, who she is in Ontario. Uh, so, hey, Alexandria, you said, dear brethren. <laughs> I like that. Uh, your podcast page showed up on my Facebook feed a couple months ago. What? Facebook advertising. All that money I've put into it. <laughs> um, and since then, I've really enjoyed listening to your podcast. I like your diverse topics and conversations. I don't know if you ever take suggestions from listeners. We do. We don't do them. We, <laughs> we take the suggestions. Take the suggestions. <laughs> they go into vaults. And in 10 years, we'll dig them out of the ground. <laughs> go to the special file in New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, we've done uh, one now. We did the camp that Graham asked for. Yeah. We have not done Christie's vegetarianism. 
we can't find a Christian vegetarian. <laughs> if you're a Christian vegetarian listening, please talk to us. You could be on our podcast. Anyway, continue. Um, but I'd love to hear you guys talk about arts and faith. I think art is a subject that Christians often struggle with. I like that. Hmm. That's cool. We talked about Christian music at one point, mm-hmm. and we talked about the artistic value of it. Mm-hmm. We talked about nudity and art. Yep. Were, you, were you in that? Yep. Yeah. Jackson was gone for that one, but we talked yeah. with Olive. But I'd love to do another one on that. That would be mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, so she says, what do you think about Christian art versus secular art? Or what does that even mean? Or is it bad art versus good art? Does art have a place in contemplation and meditation alongside scripture? That would be interesting. Hmm. We, we haven't talked about that. Anyway, I think it's an interesting to- subject, and I'd love to hear you guys discuss it. Thanks again for your interesting and thought-provoking content. Keep it up, Alex. Thank you. That's super nice. Thanks, yeah. Alex. There are good things in Ontario. <laughs> Whoa. This is great. <laughs> right, Well, yeah. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed movie podcast. Yeah. Let us know if you think we're worthy to review movies <laughs> or whether we should shut our mouths like most topics. <laughs> yes. Thanks for listening. I'm David Short. I'm Tanner Hoffs. For Jackson, roam those hills. <laughs> We're praying for you, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> ¶¶